Hey, Zach, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, man, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a week, you know, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> it, it's, it's been a week. Yeah. Well, hey, it is a hot Saturday night. Yeah. And it's licensed to view. This is a weekly pop culture podcast where two best friends get together and talk about pop culture stuff. Yes. And uh, this week we're going to, we're going to dial in and we're going to focus on laser focus. Yeah, laser focus. We're going to cut out the other stuff, uh, test run, see how we're feeling. Kind of mm-hmm. kind of just uh, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. And um, Zach, what are we talking about this week? So this week, um, so we decided to take on this topic because there's uh, a new film coming out on Netflix called uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway's Flash. And uh, you've watched a lot of Gundam. Uh, a lot right. of UC timeline Gundam, and I have not really watched uh, that much. I have a few series that I've watched, um, but um, nothing extensive, especially now with like the main timeline Gundam stuff. Like I really don't know too much about that, um, and this movie's about that. So, um, in t- anticipation of that, Netflix uh, released uh, a compilation of movies on their service that kind of recaps the original series. Uh, so this episode will be us focusing on the first two movies of that series, which I assume take up uh, story-wise up to, I guess, 60 66% of the original 43 run of Mobile Suit Gundam from 1979. Um, these movies, I think overall they ended up being five hours between both of them i think they were both like two and a half hours yeah long. they're both about two and a half hours long so about five hours to condense probably what was like i guess 30 episodes probably it feels like uh, yeah i think the first one i'm just guessing from mm-hmm. so i can't exactly replace all all the time stuff timeline stuff yeah. but yeah i think the first movie is like one to 15 one to 14 and then movie two is like 15 to 30 because mm-hmm. there's 50 episodes i believe is there 50? I know there's, there's 43 like, episodes. 43 okay. episodes. I knew there was like between 40 and 50. So, in generally 50 is the general idea for for Gundam. Mm-hmm. So, this this series is 43 episodes, so movie 1, 1 to 14, 1 to 15, 15 to 30, yeah. the last movie, the last, you know. However, uh, however much that rounds up to. Exactly. Um and just to for just to break it down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um I wanted to ask you you mentioned a second ago that yeah. you you don't have a lot of uh, uh, history with Gundam in general, mm-hmm. as as in in mass, but right. you do have a little. So what what yes. what have you checked out? What have you seen? Um, and what has stopped you from diving into the great space opera that is Mobile Suit Gundam? Um, I think for me, um, so the ones that I have watched is um, I've watched Wing, Gundam Wing, and all the stuff with Wing, which is really just Gundam Wing and then uh, the movie, uh, Endless Waltz. Endless Waltz, yeah. Um, uh, I watched a little bit of um, Double O when it was airing on Toonami, but I never really finished it. Um, and then uh, I watched uh, Mobile G Fighter, um, which was like the least Gundam Gundam series that's ever been created. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but I like that a lot, but those are like the big ones, um, that I really check. And then I've watched unicorn as well. Okay. Right, right, right. Which also like going back and like watching okay. these movies and then 
thinking about the time I watched Unicorn. I'm like, I don't even understand how. I don't know how I understood anything that was going on in Unicorn. <laughs> yeah, like, so, so I know it like in. takes place like a little bit like uh, reverse from everything, but I was texting you last night when we were talking about. We basically had like a whole Gundam rant slash conversation between us two, and it was just like there's stuff that like they bring up. Like I vaguely remember them bringing up in Unicorn, and I'm like, I don't even know how I like understood what the hell they're talking about. They're like calling back to stuff that happened in like 1979 in this like. I don't know. I think it was like mid two thousand, mid twenty tens, anime movie series. Two thousand ten, so, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but those are the main ones that I've watched: was G Fighter, uh, Wing, and then uh, Unicorn. Right. And I know for me, I I know like a lot of people our age who kind of grew up on Toonami, um, mm-hmm. the G and Wing were the big ones because they both were, yeah, on Toonami a lot, especially Wing. Mm-hmm. I never watched Gundam Wing like until like years 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 later yeah you know I would see it on TV and just never cared um yeah. not because it didn't look cool or whatever I just wasn't really into Mecha or the mm-hmm. romance because Gundam is all it yeah. is literally the space opera type shit you know mm-hmm. but it was for, Gundam Seed for me was what got me into Gundam okay and it wasn't even the anime because that was also on Cartoon Network Adult Swim or Toonami or whatever yeah it wasn't even that. It was the manga adaptation of okay. the anime. And they didn't do the full run. It was like, you know, at least in, huh. at least in English. Like, Tokyopop maybe had it, I think. Oh. It, was, it was one of those companies that went away, I think. And they Tokyopop is infamous for doing that, where they, like, take a series, and they'll mm-hmm. be like, hell yeah, we're going to, like, do the manga adaptation. And then it's, like, halfway through, they're like, eh, we don't want to do this manga And adaptation. this wasn't even halfway through. I think this was, like, the first four volumes, maybe. Oh, wow, really? Wow. Yeah, the first four volumes, and I read those a lot. And then mm-hmm. I skipped all of Seed, because I couldn't figure out where to watch it. But mm-hmm. that, right at the same time, coincidentally, whoever the dub was, I don't know who it was, you know, they're putting out the Seed Destiny DVDs. Okay. Like once every however many, six months or something. Yeah. So I found the first two at like Best Buy. And that from then on, I was every like, I was on the lookout for every Seed Destiny. So I had that entire run on DVD, which is okay. the worst Gundam to be the first Gundam you watch fully. But I'm like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 when that, when that happens. And mm-hmm. then I, and then I backtrack. You know, okay. then I watch all the seed. It's like because <coughs> with like Unicorn, mm-hmm. to, to watch Seed Destiny, you have no context. Yeah, for what anything is because of all the you don't you don't watch Seed because that's the sequel series to Seed, right? Yeah, I mean it's direct. The, the main characters of Seed Destiny, the first three characters are new characters, mm-hmm. but they all interact with everyone else. Okay, it's like if you watch Zeta, you meet Amuro and Char. Even the main character is is Camille, right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't know who the fuck Amaro is, you're like, who? There's no you. You're, who are you? You're, you're lacking context for why it matters. Right. Um, but since I read those first four volumes or whatever the, of the seed manga, I was like, okay, I kind of can figure figure it out. And then YouTube okay. was coming out, so I was able to like YouTube, you know, yeah. unsubbed raw footage from Seed or something. Oh, dude, that's shit. Back in the day, we'd go on YouTube and, like, watch an anime episode in three parts. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, but here, we're, we watched the compilation movies. Uh, the first yes. two, uh, 0079, which is the timeline, mm-hmm. the one-year war. Yes. Um, 
I don't know how you want to break it down, Zach. Do you want to break it down with with some sections first about how we felt, or do you, how do you want to dive into it? Um, I mean, I don't know exactly you want to break it down. I mean, I have uh, my list of notes for each movie, and it's really not like – I know we talked about last time about like kind of having it in sections, but I really don't have it set up like that. Sure. Uh, I have it more set up in like chronological order as far as like things that came up in each movie and kind of like – some of them are more like all encompassing between both movies, um, especially as I got further along. Okay. Uh, but for the most part, it's like you know this thing happened. This is like my note on it and that type of thing. So, yeah. uh, so I'm not sure exactly how you want to break it down per se, but um, well, let's start with with the g- general, the biggest thing. Okay. And say overall. Because okay. this is your first experience into Gundam, you see really, really with, yeah. with, with the, at the beginning, and even with this, it's it's the fat pulled out of it. You know, yeah. it's, it's like bare bare bones right to the core of the main oh, yeah. story. This is the Wagyu beef of Mobile Suit Gundam, right? And even then, we can talk about that yeah. later. But <laughs> uh, after watching the first two movies, how do you feel about? The, about seventy nine series 0079 being the actual timeline for the UC. How do you feel about the Gundam? What are your first mm-hmm. impressions? What what did you expect going into it, and how did you feel finishing those first two movies? Um, when I was going into it, I was expecting uh, what most people think of when they think of Mobile Suit Gundam, which is I was expecting a space opera story with giant robots. Yeah. Um, and that's not really what these first two movies are, mm-hmm. um, which surprised me. But I wasn't exactly like I wasn't put off by it. Uh, it definitely was like not what I was expecting from it. Um, but I think overall, um, I kind of liked what the series was going for. Once you get past the fact that it's not a space opera at first, I like the um, the kind of like. Um, it's almost like it reminded me a little bit of um, shit. What's the Bisa No Nation, like that type of thing, where it felt mm-hmm. like it was very much focusing on, on like wars of war and specifically with like Amaro's group. I mean, all of them, they're like teenagers. So it also is like onto like the child soldier aspect of it, which is weird though when you think about it because um, it's weird to think that because uh, the whole series, especially the first two movies, it's all the the military brass talking about like how short staffed they are and like how few soldiers they have and whatnot. And it's also like, but this war's been only going on for a year, or less than a year at this point. Like really, the beginning of like Mobile Suit Gundam mm-hmm. is like the war is like restarting after like months, month, months and months of a stalemate. Um, and so it's weird to, for the series to basically start off in a position where it's like, okay, we're understaffed. Okay, I don't understand how you're like so understaffed maybe that's something that like trimming the fat out like it's kind of like lost in translation but i don't understand how they're like so understaffed to the fact that they're like recruiting like teenagers to be like child soldiers and to like fight in this battle against Mm. like especially because it's like amaro's side is like basically all kids except for like at least on white base is like white base is like basically all kids except for bright and then um generals or some point admirals yeah and um and then the chick who pilots she looks Mm -hmm. older um but other than that it's like amro it's like frau it's like kai like they're all kids they're all teenagers but then you look at zeon 
and Zeon, their whole group is like, it's all adults. Like, it's mm-hmm. all old people. Like, they don't really have, like, any child soldiers or anything like that. So it's weird that there's... Because you feel like in that sort of situation, unless Earth is just also just losing terribly, which is also something that is not translated that well, if Earth is just losing that badly. Um, or the Earth Federation, I, I, I should say. But um, it just feels like it's it's a weird imbalance of, like, it feels like one side is either incredibly understaffed or just willing to throw kids into battle. And the other side is, you know what I think on that, and I, I could be remembering wrong mm-hmm. just because it's been so long since I've seen the original series. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's heads up. Not amazing. Like, uh, it's, that's a common opinion. I know that, but it's something that I, I, I have to say outright is that I love what 0079 is. It mm-hmm. sets the groundwork, but it, it to Zeta is so so much better. Not, ju- not just the animation quality, but in terms of I think it's a, it's more gloomy uh, from my memory. Yeah. But I think the characterizations are better. I think the characters are better. But um, if I remember correctly, and I could be misremembering because if you first off the, the theme of child soldier reluctant hero that's every fucking Gundam. For yeah, the, for the true. most part, like so. If you look at Gundam Seed, that storyline is it's exactly what you see is. Like yeah, I mean that's like Unicorn's whole thing too, because Bangalier Links is like a kid, and he has to—he's like the only one that can pilot Gundam. Well, um, in, in terms of Gundam Seed, it's literally like there's an Earth Federation, right? And then there's a Space Federation, people who live in space, and there's a war between them. And there's people who—the people who live in space are a different type of person. They're called contractors, or whatever the fuck they're called, right? Or whatever the fuck, which is basically new types, you mm-hmm. know. So I think with Xeon, I could be completely wrong or misremembering that they're just they're just that more advanced that they are just cri- okay. crippling Earth Federation in terms of like the Z- Zaku's like were better because because um, I mean especially in the in the first part of the first movie it's like the whole fact that well first Xeon has like their Zaku units and those are like tearing shit up yeah well look at it the, really look feels at Earth like Federation. Earth doesn't have anything compared to that until Gundam shows yeah, up yeah they have they have a bunch of these shitty Mobile suits, yeah. You know, if you even want to call them that, versus Zaku's and goofs and all that kind of shit, yeah. And then finally, Earth Federation strikes it with the Gundam, yeah. You know, and then they get the gun cannon and the gun t- tank too. But that's the other. I think that's the other thing that I I was expecting more of is like, you think Gundam, you think of like mobile suits everywhere, and it's like Zeon is really the only one with the mobile suits, and maybe there's more like outside of White Base, but on White Base, it's like they've got the Gundam. They've got gun tannin and they've got gun tank. That's yeah. basically it. Yeah, it's the other series that fill in much mm-hmm. later, like Thunderbolt and Warren Pocket and Stardust Memory. Stardust Memory? All these other ones that add in these other Gundams that, like, why would they're just filled in to, like, fill in the universe or whatever? Um, but I, I agree with everything you said. I, um, not having seen the show in. I don't know, 10 years, 15 years. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not one that I watch a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. if I was going to go back and watch it, I would just read, read you know, Origin. Yeah. Because I think it's better looking. I think it's easier to get through. And I do need to go and, like, read the rest of Origin. I still have... I still got it on my shelf. Yeah. That first... I think I have the first like five or six. Um, 
But after like watching these movies, I feel like I want to go and start collecting because I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's all done being published. Oh now, yeah, it's, so. it's it's been done. I mean it's. Um, and that's vertical, I believe, who published that. And, you know, mm. it's just something that it's easier to get through and you can kind of cut through some of that bullshit more. Because I will yeah. say this, the the at least the first two movies, especially the first one, two is movie two is better than movie one. But yeah. movie one gives you nothing at the beginning, yeah. at the beginning. It just drops you into a fucking calamity. Yeah, I mean, that's the, yeah. Um, and I, I think that's that's one of the things that I kind of wrote down in my thing was um i mean the, the yeah the whole st- the whole gundam movie uh i'm assuming the series starts off like this too is just like you're on side seven and then it's immediately like the most horrific war th- crimes you've like ever seen of like entire community communities just being like mm-hmm. fucking decimated in front of amaru and frau and like her mom and like is killed and blown up in front of her like it's crazy um, and there's really, yeah, nothing to hold on to once all that starts. It's like really the movie starts and Amro's already in the Gundam. The what? Yeah. It's like Amro's already in the Gundam at the beginning of the movie. You're like, what the fuck are we doing? How, how did he even get the Gundam? How did he get in there? How can he pilot it? You get none of this information that the episode does give you. Like, okay, he's a smart kid. His dad helped work the build, helped build the Gundam. It was like the mastermind behind the Gundam, all this kind of stuff, you know? You kind of get that a little bit in the movie where it's like, I mean, he's definitely like... They don't expand on the whole, a whole lot, but like they definitely like show that like he's a geek, he's like oh, a techie kid, they do. and he like, likes that kind of stuff. And he gets the manual. It still doesn't explain the, how he's able to pilot it, but that's like I'm guessing the new type shit that they. But you know, in the first episode of the show, or even in the first chapter of the manga, if you just have it in your hand, I yeah. like, I'm pretty sure they show his room, and his room's full of tech stuff. You know, what I mean, like yeah. he's like tinkering, and his dad is like always working, and they mention that. So it's like it's clearly he comes from a mechanical you know, yeah. family and his dad is the, the Gundam guy. Yeah. You know, his dad is Aaron Yeager's dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Get the damn robot. Yeah. So, um, I want to start, we can start from the, from the beginning, I guess, from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of break, break it down that way. There's no, yeah. no exact formula to this, but, um, okay. How, uh, oh, yeah. go, go for it. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say one of the first things I have is um, – and it's really more expand upon the second movie. But um, I think one of the things that attached me to this movie more so than the characters is that it's got good – it's got great world building. Mm-hmm. Um, more so in the second movie, I think the narration like kicks in a little bit more where um, – especially like the, the omniscient narrator kind of explains more about like the world and like what's kind of going on in the mm-hmm. first movie, they kind of give you the setup of like the war and like what's happening with the war leading up to the side seven uh, attack. On uh, the second one, I think I liked uh, a lot better because that omniscient narrator and narrator. Um, I don't know why it takes till like the second movie, but they actually explain why Gundam's in mobile suits, like even exist in the first place, mm-hmm. which is not something that's really explained. Cause they get to the, what the fuck is it called? The, Minovsky particles mm-hmm. and they're like yeah there's these particles that like with they're they're not really explained but like they can like spread out everywhere and it basically makes like long-range communication and like targeting systems and stuff like that like unreliable and so that's why you have to do like close-up mobile suit combat basically because yeah. sort of like missiles or long-range weaponry basically gets scrambled up by these particles yeah so I like that explanation for it a lot. 
um, for like why this story even exists in the first place. Right. Even though eventually we have massive rail guns that still yeah, are launched from ship to ship and seem to be yeah. fine. But I guess because they're laser beams, I guess it works fine, I guess. I, I don't guess know. So. It's not a nuclear missile, I guess. So. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, because it is an old show. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you feel about the art style and um, animation? Um, the art style I don't mind. The art style I think works, uh, and it's nothing like too flashy about it. The animation is definitely seventies animation, like it's mm-hmm. highly limited. Uh, lots of smear action lines, which I don't mind, uh, but you can definitely tell that it's like. It's made in the 70s. Yeah. It's definitely got that animation style to it. Um, but the overall art style in and of itself, um, I don't mind a whole lot. Um, character designs, at least for uh, the white base, and even the Xeon people, like everybody has distinct character designs. There's nobody that's really like a mob character, or at least, you know, characters that have lines. Like all of them have like distinct designs um, that work for them. Um and so I really like the art style in that aspect. Um, and I like the look of all the mobile suits. I think they're really cool. Especially in the second movie when you start getting into more in like the the varying Xeon mobile suits mm-hmm. with like offs and like the, I don't know, their weird like pincer mobile suits and like that kind of thing. Like I really like the different designs for all the different mechs and the ships and stuff like that yeah. um, that are in the that are in the show. Yeah, I, I, I really like the um, character design. I think it's super classy, mm-hmm. and it's one of those designs from the '70s that I think holds up a lot. Stuff like Devil Man, mm-hmm. a lot of the Go Not Go Nagai stuff. I think that's his name, the Devil Man guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Cutie Honey, that '70s stuff, the big eye kind of shit, right? Even mm-hmm. the, even the um, Kamen Rider designs and stuff like that. Cyborg Zero Zero Nine style. Though Gundam's not exactly fall with that, but it's still super. Super 70s style with the big eye yeah. and hair all floofy. Um, kind of like with like Captain Harlock and stuff like that. But I, I like the designs a lot. I like the colors a lot. Yeah. Animation, obviously, for what it is, I I, I gave it a pass because it's 1979. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you see a massive upgrade six years later in 85 or whatever the fuck for Zeta. It's insane. It's so okay. much insane. But the... Um, some of the animation that does bother me and Mm -hmm. it's i won't 1979 is not an excuse for this because i've seen disney do it in 1940 something which is that there's times where like for zaku specifically when zakus Mm -hmm. are launching they just take a still image of the zaku oh and just move him through the fucking funnel and that, to me, is just the most boring, lazy, undynamic, interesting thing in the world. Now, that changes completely in later Gundam. You know, it becomes a whole, The launching sequence becomes this whole massive, yeah. you know, fucking cool-ass thing. But in this show, or these compilation movies, it's the most boring thing sometimes. For these, yeah. for these Zaku specifically. Because they're grunty. Gundam's isn't bad. He's got the little catapult and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's perfectly fine. But, but, you know, just catches here and there of cheap cheap labor, which I get. I, I get yeah. it. It's 43 episodes in 1979. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, but some of that I do catch and kind of bu- bugged me. How do you feel about kind of jumping from uh, from that to just kind of bigger topic? Mm-hmm. The story overall from A to B in, in both movies. Because um, mm-hmm. we, can, we can just remove the barrier 
that is the ending of movie one and beginning of movie two because we were doing both of them at the same time. Yeah. Since I watched them back to back. So yeah. there, there was no buffer for me. But mm-hmm. for the, the story from for A to, to B, movie one, movie two, of White Base and Amuro and the Earth Federation, how did yeah. you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it? How do you feel about Amuro as a main character? How do you feel about Char as an antagonist or a protagonist, depending on how you how you assume Zeon's role in this? Yeah. Um well, I think that was uh, before I get into like the overall story of itself. I think that was the thing that uh, I kind of wrote down. Uh, shit, where did I write it down? Because I had it. I think I added it at the end, which is like um, it's the weird dichotomy that I found in Gundam, specifically when you're looking at like Amaru's side and Char's side, like the the Earth Federation and the and the Zeon side. And maybe this is, like, the American perspective on it. And mm. I don't know if, like, you felt this way as well. But it feels weird where it's, like, Zeon is set up as the bad guys of the Gundam story, obviously. But if you look at it from, like, um, like a more detached perspective on it, Zeon's motivation is, like, mm-hmm. they want to gain independence and they want to be able to, like, govern themselves, which is basically, like... America. Oh, it's this. So it's weird. From that one it's perspective, like, it's literally taxation without representation. Yeah, like that's their whole thing. But then it's also like, so it's like that. But then they also have like the super fascistic mm-hmm. like costumes, and their architecture is also very like Germanic, yeah. and like their whole government system is based on like the the Kaiser with like the uh, you know, the whole Royal family thing with mm-hmm. between the, the zombies and all that kind of stuff. So it's weird that you've got like the American ideal of like wanting independence and like gaining freedom and like um, basically like trying to become their own nation in and of itself. But you mix that in with this like very like dictatorial, mindset and culture that seems to be like presented with Zeon. We'll also combine that with the fact that there's still royalty that matters. Yeah. To a lot of these factions, like royalty is still a fit. Like even in the unicorn, that's a, there's a royalty line there, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, um, so that's that combination of like, who's wrong, who's right, which I think mm-hmm. is really great storytelling. Yeah. Cause you, Amro isn't good or bad and Char is not good or they both do shit things. Yeah. You know, I mean, now obviously you root for Amro more because he's the younger kid mm-hmm. and he's the main character. But yeah. in Zeta, skipping ahead, like, mm-hmm. Char's the main character. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you get this perspective from all these characters who are three dimensional. Whereas in stuff like, you know, just uh, a whatever mecha show mm-hmm. doesn't dive in deep enough to really show, blur those lines. Right. But, like, it's in Amuro, just like every other main character in a Gundam series, mm-hmm. has that internal struggle of, like, like in the first movie, where Amuro finally gets his first kill in combat. Yeah. Where he, like, freaks out. Like, yeah. it's that it's that Shinji effect. Yeah. Like, oh, there's actually someone in this cockpit. Mm-hmm. Which happens in every giant robot mecha of all fucking time. Yeah. It happens all the fucking time. You know? Anything where it's, like people in mechs facing off against each other, then yeah, that always happens. Yeah, and Amro goes through that from, I think, for me, from A to B. He mm-hmm. could, at least in the, uh, 
It's a slow. I can't remember. Is it A or is it B where he gets like, because it's not in his first battle when it happens, but he gets like shell shocked basically. Um, is that when he's in I think space? It's the end of A, but is that when he's in space still? Right. Uh, no, it's when he's on Earth because it's when they. Okay. I, it's like his first match against the blue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because I, I think it's the end of A, because then the beginning of B is like wrapping up that whole storyline with the with the blue goth. Yeah, 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 I'm talking about. So I think I think it's that, or no, it, or is the end of A? Is the end of A the whole? Um, Zabby Prince? No, that's like the middle of A, isn't it? Well, either way, I know what point you're talking about. But but yeah, he like basically. I don't even remember what happens. Like, I feel like that came out of nowhere. Where it's like all of a sudden, like the blue golf shows up and then all of a sudden they're like telling Amro to launch and he looks like, he looks like he just shot a kid. And I'm yeah. like, what is, what is happening? Like well, the scene previous did not explain like why he is like shell shocked right now. Like, I think they gave some sort of explanation that it's like, I can't even remember what they called it, but they basically said he had like soldier PTSD because he just been doing it too much, but well, there's that, and then there's the idea that you know, like the scene in in two, I believe, mm-hmm. where I believe it's Bright is talking to the um, other girl about Amaro, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, Amaro is being kind of a brat. We, yeah, we gotta like we gotta check him now, type shit. Yeah, yeah the beginning of uh, uh, movie two, yeah, and then. Uh... Yeah, he's like he's getting too big for his britches. Even though, like, like in you, front of Amaro, you didn't like, just look to your right. He's sitting right there. Yeah, I don't get that because there's like no wall in front of him at all. And it's then a, all of a sudden, they finally turn and they're like, oh. "Yeah, it's a big ass hanger." Like, you couldn't have looked like before you started talking shit about him. Literally, it's a big ass hanger. His breathing. But also, I mean, their points gonna prove because they're like he's getting too big for his britches, and he's like, "I don't need this shit." And then he proceeds to steal the gun. And I'm like, "No, bitch, you can't just like take that. Like, it's not yours." Yeah, go to a bar and middle of yeah. the desert and a water bar get fucking... that me of like some water world shit where it's yeah. just like a bar where it's just like he's just drinking water well how do you feel about omra though as a main character how do you how do you feel about his characterization i, I know he progress? probably gets better later on but he a bitch he a <laughs> yeah. bitch for these two movies yeah yes. he is i hated his ass it's he gets so like i thought he was yeah. gonna be fine at first and then it's like i think it's after the the side seven ambush where he's like on white base and he's just like i don't even remember exactly what it does but he's just like a bitch and then bright slash him and i was like yep, yeah slap yep. the shit out of him. yeah he uh he sucks yeah he is and that's the thing about uc that is so so um great is that there's so much time to tell the story of amaro and char mm-hmm. um because a lot of other good shows we get a year Maybe season two is three years later or some shit like that, two years later. But with with, with Amaro, we get 0079, one year yeah. of his life, however old he is, 15, whatever the fuck. 15, 16. You know, uh, Zeta's eight years later, seven years later, so he's like 20-something. He's been doing this for a while. Okay. You know what I mean? Or he's retired, stepped back, he's had perspective, mm-hmm. you know. And then you have Char's counterattack, which is like 14 years after the first show. So at this point so he's like, like he's like twenty eight seven years or so after Zeta or something. Yeah, he's like, like twenty eight years old, thirty years old. So he's like a full ass man. He's been he's been yeah. combat a lot. He's a whole different kind of person. Okay. So the 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 journey 
doesn't stop at the end of 0079. It stops at the end of Shark's Counterattack whenever that that movie ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this particular in these movies, man, even in, I've I know what happens in movie three because I've seen it and I've seen or I've mm-hmm. seen the show and I've mm-hmm. also seen movie three. Like that's that's the part that of of the series that is what Gundam really becomes. It really grows becomes. into what Gundam is. Yeah, because one two. It's like, man, Earth battle, Earth battle. Boring battle. Well, that was the other thing in watching these movies, which is like, you get into it and you're like, hell yeah, it's Bumble Suit Gunnam. It's going to be like fucking space battles and shit like that. And it's like, you get to it and it's like, the first two movies are like, we're just going to be on Earth. Yeah. And we're, we're just, just on Earth. And story-wise, um, the running. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, the then, whole... Well, that was like, I don't know if that's just like, the fact that they trimmed all the fat out of these movies, but it's just like the constant, like their battle after battle after battle. It's like at a certain point, it's like you just feel bad for them. They're like, can well, these guys just catch a fucking it's, break? It's the dude? idea, of, like even with the fat still there, it's like the whole point, like they're on a journey to somewhere. And it's like, oh god, the whole show is them attacking white base while they're on a journey over and over yeah. again. Fuck off! It's just constantly white base going somewhere, and then somebody sees them that shouldn't see them and it's like all right kill white base yeah you know and it's just like dude let's this thing is something different let's be on the offensive for once you yeah. know what i mean um but what what else have stuck out to you man um so there's that um so i like char a lot um mm. i like char so much that i'm disappointed that there's really not a whole lot of char in these first two movies yeah you get most of him in the first movie, really. He shows him in, like, the back half of the second movie. But it's mm-hmm. really, like, mm-hmm. he's in, like, the first half of the first movie. And then Garma dies. And then he disappears because he basically, everybody figures out that he fucking let Garma die. So he's basically, like, on everybody's shit list. Um, and then uh, you get the, the blue uh, Zaku, like, that whole storyline. And that's, like, up to, like the ending the first half of the second movie and then you get char coming back to like finish off the back half of movie two um but i like him a lot i like his perspective on it um i'm interested and i know there's more to it because you know you've got the char origin movies and stuff like that that like kind of explain his backstory but i'm really interested in how him and sayla ended up where they are in their lives, like what separated them, like what is even their backstory. Like we keep getting hints to like more so it's more associated with Sela, but like who Sela's father is and like what is he to like it almost feels like the way that they're talking about in the movie, he has something to deal with like the origin of Xeon or like the origin of like why this one year war even started in the first place. There's something like that. There's some sort of like hint of that that I'm that I feel like I'm getting and I don't really understand it, but I want to know more of it. I feel like that's more of like the, the game of Thrones politic aspect that I really mm-hmm. want to like mm-hmm. get further into. I feel like there's more in like their backstory. So like kind of fleshes that yeah. sort of stuff out. Def- definitely. Yeah, I agree, man. Char, Char's an amazing character and mm-hmm. um, he's the one reason why I even like give a shit about, about you, about, or... about, well, I mean, Amro too, but more so yeah. Amro and, and further in the line. But, Shar stands out throughout the entire show, like yeah. the entire run of of him being in something, and he goes through the most to me the most character arcs. You know, Amuro kind of just rises to the occasion, becomes the character we expect him to become. Whereas mm-hmm. Shar, like, okay, why is he red comet? Like, is yeah. it duty? 
Is it personal? What's he doing? Right? Yeah. Then the fall. And then he comes back. And then Zeta is a whole different person. And then in Shark's Counterattack, he's a whole different person. Like, it's, 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 it's his progressive, you know, mindset Up changing down. about Earth Federation and war and combat and, all, and humans and all this kind of stuff. Okay. You know? Because I, I, at a certain point, you know, and this is obviously a spoiler for movie three, but at a certain point, are they still human? Or are they the next step of evolution? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because they become the new type awakens, that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that, that to me is the only th through line that I, because I'll, I'll say this again. I, I really think that this show is pretty boring. Yeah. It's pretty boring. The movies are pretty boring to me. Um, mm -hmm. but they're, to me, they're mandatory. Like a lot of things I can skip or even implement Jason fast forward rule. <laughs> and trust me, I, if I did, if I didn't know what happens already, I wouldn't cause I love Gundam so much, but since mm -hmm. I have seen the show before and I've never seen these movies, I have no problem implementing Jason fast Jason forward fast protocol. Forward. I have no problem yeah. cause I know what happens. Yeah. You know? And to me. It's this. These movies are the groundwork to get to Zeta, because to me Zeta mm -hmm. is. It's it's so much better, even though it's still a lot of the same, but to okay. me it's so much better, and um, I'll say this no spoiler, but the opening fight scene of Zeta is what you think Gundam is. Okay. Like it has like there's a Gundam fight on a colony, and you're like this is fucking Gundam. Yeah. This is what Gund. This is fucking Gundam. You know what I mean? So for um, you, you feel like Zeta really def ends up defining like what Gundam becomes. Uh, yeah. Or is it the back half of 0079 that does that? Well, like, the, the the last movie that we that we we're going to talk about next week or whenever we do it, uh, movie mm -hmm. three, which introduces the new type stuff, and we meet Layla or whatever. The fuck so that is. really kind of like introduce because I mean it's kind of like hinted at, and there's definitely like a lot of it, especially in movie two, they kind of bring it up quite a bit. Like they basically say that like White Base is the new type, yeah, squadron and whatnot, yeah. But I guess that there's more of like an explanation. Is there more of an explanation of like how new types came to be? So do you have do you, or, real, real quick? Do you have any concept of what a new type actually is? I know. I mean, I kind of didn't really until like this movie like i kind of get a basic understanding of it now yeah. where they're like they're jedis they're yeah they're like yeah they yeah. basically are like space wizards they're almost. they're cosmic jedis yeah like the the gundam show if you like it goes from like just being this space opera kind of like light space opera light military <laughs> robot show with a teenager teeny bop coming of age type thing to being like mm -hmm. this like who fucking ate the mushrooms and fucking made this shit go crazy. <laughs> Cause when Amuro awakens new type, like you start seeing it, it becomes this trippy acid trip where like okay. the, the new types are connected. They can feel each other. They can, it's fucking in the, they can pilot and they can sense space and time and they can feel each okay, other. So is that kind of like the hints that we got in, uh, in the second movie where it's like after Matilda dies and he has like, visions of matilda and kai kind of is kai a new type because kai kind of has the two once the once the chick dies and he has like an actual like back and forth conversation after he's died and he's yeah. trying to like move on like i don't know if that's him just having his like internal monologue and trying to like forgive himself for what happened to this chick i, I honestly uh, can't even remember because that part of the uh, movie mm -hmm. was um 
Jason fast forward. Fat Jason fast forward rule. Um, now there's, I know there's layers to being a new type, mm-hmm. right? But when in terms of in terms of the main ones that people care about, the pilots, yeah, when they implement, when they show you a movie three, because you're when you get there, and we talk and you start watching it, you're gonna be like, this is a whole different fucking show, because yeah. it because there's a literally a scene that is straight out of Star Wars. Okay. Where Amro, he's like, yo, I'm awake. My eyes are open, right? He's he's new type. Woke to the possibility. I'm I'm new type zone. And he he starts shooting funnels. He's like trying to trace their patterns and their motion to like blast them. Okay. You know what I mean? Because you start seeing fucking space reality or some some shit like that. So you're better than every other pilot, but that pilot is also a new type, like Char is. Okay, now you have... So Star is also a new type. Okay. Oh, the top tiers are always new types, right? Okay. So, like, there's probably pilots that are, like... Because they're space wizards and they're just that much better than everybody they're else. They're that much better than everybody else. Like, there's pilots okay. that are good, but they're, they're not going to lose to a new type. So is that, like... So there isn't, isn't an explanation for it. So the fact that, like, he's the Red Comet is basically because he's a new type. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, you're good, natural talent. You train, you practice, and they right. say they say it in the first movie, I believe, where it's like they, they say like the next step of evolution, that kind of yeah. shit. Like it's like yeah, because you're in space or whatever the fuck the reasoning it is. I can't remember what they explain it in the third movie. What? They don't really explain it. in the second movie. They're basically just like it's because people are in space, and it's like okay, but then yeah. you kind of got because then they have the hint that like Matilda was a new type, but then also Amro was born on Earth. But he moved to space. Yeah. So it's not like that you're born in space. I guess it's that you like spent time in space. I don't know. Who knows what? I can't remember exactly the exact reason because it doesn't really matter to the overall story. Okay. You just know that like, you know, okay, when you have two new types fighting that, like, here's how I picture it. This is never stated in the show or the movies. This is how I interpret it. Like, okay. the whole movie, movie one, movie two, we're watching two mobile suit pilots fight each other. Mm-hmm. Right, and by the time we get to the last movie or Zeta, we are mm-hmm. seeing people who are new types fight each other. Okay. So just intrinsically, the combat's going to be much ramp like ramped up. You know what I mean? Okay. We're it's like okay if you're just two dudes fighting or two chicks fighting in like a mobile suit or gun cannon, it's gonna be like okay pew 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 pew, pew right. But you go to Shar's counterattack, and you have funnels flying around, and they're being controlled by Amro's brain, and he's fucking telling them where to go, and he's firing beams and all this. Like it's like it becomes that massive like space battle where they're like they're like doing this, like they're fighting like that and shit, and they're fucking yeah. To me, and this they've never stated. To me, that's because the pilots are now elevated. Okay. You know what I mean? They can push the machines to a whole different level. That right. a normie pilot couldn't do. Example, like in Gundam Seed, um, the contractors or whatever the fuck they're called, con conductors or whatever the fuck, their version of new type. Mm-hmm. Um, the main character is all the fucking pilots who can pilot Gundams are are this are new types. Okay. And they'll pilot and they'll be doing their thing and then they'll like awaken the fucking sixth sense or whatever and there's like a little yeah. animation like and an explosion and they start kicking fucking ass okay they can see everything they can see the fucking geometry or whatever the fuck so um i think that you'll be happier 
to get that Gundam feel mm-hmm. in movie, um, movie three, movie three. Okay. I do feel bad though. I want this is not part of the review, but I do mm-hmm. want to say, I don't think you should we we should watch Counterattack next week. We shouldn't watch Counterattack. Yeah. Cause I didn't even think about it. Because you think I should watch Zeta? Because you should watch Zeta first. Okay. Right. Whether it's the compilation movies that I've never seen, new translation, I've only seen bits here and there. Um, you're gonna appreciate Char's counterattack because you're not gonna understand that there's a whole different character of Char okay. in that in that time zone. You know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. you're gonna see him here as a bad guy, him here as bad guy. You're okay. not going to see the Zeta where he's not bad guy. Okay. And you're not going to understand that, you know, whatever the fuck. Okay. So that's what I think. And since we know that Hathaway is already out. Yeah. Like it's already out. You can go find it right now. Yeah. I'm not dying necessarily to like, oh, we have to. And there's three. Uh, there's two other fucking movies. Yeah. So however you want to schedule it for your own Gundam benefit. Because I know what happens. So I don't care. Yeah. But it's more so for you. Yeah, I do want to watch Zeta, like, knowing that it's, like, more about, like, Char and, like, him being a good guy. Like, I'm definitely interested in watching that. Um, and good guys also in, remember, good guys in, in quote, quotes. Cause cause it's still there's, there's no good or bad guys. It's, it's a right. fucking another, it's an extension of One Year War. Okay. But seven years later. Interesting. Okay. It's the stormtroopers. Where are they at? Well, who, who, who took the stormtroopers' place? Okay. Type of shit, you know. Um, Interesting. But focusing on this real fast. Yeah. How did you walk away from it? The two movies. Um, specifically the first movie. My one of the notes I wrote down is, this is one of the shows that defines the phrase "good things only happen so we can set up sadness." Yeah. I think that was specifically I wrote that after he met with up with his mom. Yeah. He meets up with his mom, and he's like, oh, my God, my mom, I haven't seen you in so long since I went to the moon. It's like, yeah, I, I miss you so much. And then it's like five minutes later, he fucking shoots a soldier. And her mom, his mom basically gives the look of like, I can't, I don't know what you've become. And he's like, peace, I'm going to go be a soldier. Yeah, and then he meets his dad in the other movie. And he's, oh, like, does he? he's like, Dad, he's like, You're, what, are you, what are you being a little bitch about? Dude, okay, so that was a thing that I didn't <laughs> understand. Because I thought in the first movie... I definitely just thought his dad fucking died. No, 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 The no. fucking, the colony opened up and like, I'm, pr- I thought that cause his dad was in the vehicle and I thought I saw that vehicle get sucked out the space and right. I was like, okay, his dad's dead. No, when you, when you watch the third movie, you're going to see me and his dad and he's like fucking good, crazy, crazy guy. Okay. I can't remember how long he's crazy guy in the movie, but he's crazy dude for a little bit. He hit him and armor up butt heads. Okay. Um, but the, if did you come away from these two movies like excited or were you like, or more so just like, cause obviously we know Gundam's popular. So this sets up popularity. Yeah. But like if you, if this was a new show or just a standalone, mm-hmm. there was no other Gundam. Like for me, I would have walked away being like, man, <laughs> this kind of Yeah. Sucked. After the second movie, I don't know. The second movie kind of picks it up a little bit. Cause I really enjoy that end battle that they have in the base yeah. i don't remember the zabro base or whatever like mm-hmm. when char comes back he's got his weird fucking claw mech and all that kind of shit he's like climbing on walls like a monkey and doing all this kind of weird shit 
and Amaro's doing his stuff. But then they had the fucking weird guy who was like married to Matilda die the exact same way that the girl did where he gets fucking smashed because he's riding around in something that he shouldn't have been riding around in on a battlefield. Yeah. And he gets fucking bopped. And I'm yeah. like, God damn it, dude. You didn't learn anything from your fucking fiance when she got bopped for doing the same shit. Yeah. But um, but I really enjoyed uh, that scene a lot. So I think that like kind of redeemed a lot for me. Um, but yeah, overall, like watching this, like if, like if I was watching this as a show now, I'd be like, damn, dude, this is super depressing. Yeah, I don't even right. want to keep going on I mean, it, and it gets worse. Like movie three has, has I'm not going to spoil it for you, but movie three um, definitely pushes Omro's character mm-hmm. even further. Okay. Um, especially in contention with Char. Okay. It, it puts them at different parallels for uh, yeah. like for the rest of their rivalry. Interesting. Type thing. Okay. And there's a connection that will be formed between them that will last until Char's counterattack. Until Char's counterattack, counter pretty much. Until the end yeah. of them. Whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, okay. But is Zach, is there anything else you wanted to hint or talk about or mention? Um, for the movies? I'm rolling through my notes. Let me see. Oh. Fuck Sila at the beginning of movie two when she fucking steals the Gundam. Yeah. Because she has some dumbass reason that, first of all, her reasoning makes no sense. Where she's like, I'm going to steal the Gundam so I can go talk to a Xeon soldier. Yeah. That makes no fucking sense. There's been no world building or anything established that you can even talk to anybody else inside a mobile suit outside of you and each other getting like your cockpits chopped up. Yeah. Which is what happened to Amuro and the Goth guy. That's the only way they communicate. Otherwise, they don't know who the fuck they are. Yep. So I don't know what the fuck her plan is. And then she fucking gets the suit wrecked because mm-hmm. she's a dumbass and doesn't know how to pilot. Her very first thought is like, I didn't think it'd be this many Gs. Yeah, it didn't be this many Gs. What are you talking about? You did the simulation. How yeah. is the simulation? Does the simulation not account for the fucking like, well, didn't she, Gs that well, you were breaking she say, like launch in your cockpit? Well, didn't she say, like, I did okay in the simulation? Is that what she said? She said, I think... I th- she basically said that like I fucking she basically said that she aced it in the simulation. Yeah. But then she launches and she's like, I was expecting these G force. What do you think was gonna happen? They're launching you at like sun mm-hmm. speed of sound, like getting this fucking robot out of the ship. Yeah. Um. I so agree. fuck her in that bit. I think she got a little bit better later on, but like that happened, and I was like, fuck this character. It's so stupid. Everybody makes stupid. Everybody makes stupid decisions with these giant world uh, weapons of mass destruction robots that yeah. like. Basically, like, turn the tides of war. Like, everybody's fucking around with the Gundam and doing shit with the Gundam that it should be doing. The Amuro shit where he stole it and, like, did his weird-ass shit where he's going to be a crybaby bitch because mm-hmm. Bright said that he was getting too big for his britches. And yeah. then he proves Bright right by getting too big for his britches and saying that nobody can do anything without him. And yeah. He's the only one that can pilot the Gundam. Oh, and then he, like, got captured and he came back. And he was like, no, I had an excuse. Like, I didn't do it to just run away. And I'm like... Bitch, I just watched this movie where 10 minutes ago you're like, I'm doing this because I want to yeah, run away. Only got, Don't lie to my face. You only got away because the guy let you. Yeah, you only got away. And the only reason you got captured is because I don't remember why he got captured. Didn't the girl follow him or something? Or? Well, the girl, well, I think he got captured because he came back to help them because he saw that the, the girl got followed yeah. when uh, she came to pick him up. And then he's like, nah, bye, bitch. I ain't, I ain't doing that. And then he like, Fell asleep on a dune or some shit. I don't know. I was really pissed off at that whole desert section. All that shit was like super fucking annoying. Yeah, like you, him as a character. Yep. I um, agree. 
And then, like, one of the coolest guys fucking died to, like, save Amuro's life. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? The fucking chubby Ryu guy or yeah. whatever? Who was, like, basically, like, the... I, I assumed he was, like, the, the most veteran soldier besides Bright on the ship. Because I think he was one of the first people on the ship with, with Bright uh, on White Base. Um, I like Kai's little side story with him and the girl. I like the fact that he's like, I mean, it's basically been this whole character the whole time, but he's like, I don't give a fuck about this war. Fuck all you people. Y'all wrote me into this and I didn't ask for this shit. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm out. Peace. Yeah. Uh, but then he gets kind of get roped back in with the whole spy chick, um, which didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like I like that it showed like that he's not a dumb character and like, he's a lot more clever than he lets on. Like he instantly knows that like he's, a, she's a spy He's like, yep, she had a gun in her fucking basket, and she was, like, ready to kill me if I fucked up. And he was, like, able to, like, go along with uh, her shit um, to kind of, like, play her a little bit, too. Um, but the spy made me mad because she leaks information, and then she felt bad about it because she saw the consequences of her actions. And I was like, what do you think they were going to do with this information that you're giving them? Like, they're going to do it and, like, play patty cake with the other yeah. side, like... They're gonna. They're doing it, and they're using your information so they can go kill. I mean, him. all Gundam is is okay. You don't know. You do something, and then you freak out to the to the to the results of yeah. your actions, even though everyone should fucking understand the outcome. Yeah. Like if you put a beam saber into a cockpit, what do you think is gonna happen? Yeah, like that person's dead. Like yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. This also the only other thing that I really mentioned was like the three little kids that are like stuck on white base. Which is, like, that's also a weird thing because it's, like, I get with, like, teenagers, like, okay, like, they're, like, kind of in that age where they can, like, kind of make their own decisions and they're, like, competent enough that you can, like, teach them to whatever. But, like, yeah. you basically have toddlers on the ship and, like, you're basically letting them dictate, like, oh, they want to stay with us. Who gives a fuck? They're, like, five years yeah, old. Right, yeah, way. Yeah, we got to have them for... for... Random. The, I mean, I get it. They're the comic relief. Yeah, of the show. comic relief of the show, B story. But uh, then they do end up saving the day by saving the Gundam factory, and I'm like, okay, so they're like, they're not just comic relief. Like they do have like some intelligence in them. Yeah. So. Well, cool, man. Is there um, yeah. any final thoughts uh, for Gundam movie one and two compilation I movies? Just really want to get to part three now. I want to get to part three, and I want to try to find these damn. Zeta movies. I found them. I really feel like watching like 50 episodes I, of Zeta. I fucking found them. There's like a better way to watch it out there. I told you, man. I got them. Yeah. I got them. They're there. Yeah, I know. We'll hook, I gotta we'll look hook, you, we'll hook you up, man. Yeah, I gotta get them. So, um, but yeah, I wanna I wanna get into Zeta real bad. So, well, wait, we'll we'll get into it so we can get to we can get the Hathaway. Yeah. Uh, well, man, that has been the pod. It's been this, a pod. This week's... Uh, a laser-focused podcast. Yeah, laser-focused. We can give it, give it a shot, see what we can do, and we'll make some mm-hmm. tweaks or adjustments if we if we feel like it. Yeah. Uh, but thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you back next week with more License to View, some more Gundam. More Gundam. Hell yeah. So, thanks, guys. See ya.